This is exactly right. Hi, I'm Erin Welsh. And I'm Erin Almond Updike, and we're the hosts of This Podcast Will Kill You on Exactly Right. We're back with our seventh season, which is bigger and better than ever. Because guess what? We're now a weekly show. This season, we're tackling everything from long COVID to norovirus, from the supplement industry to IVF, and so, so much more. New episodes drop every single Tuesday. Follow This Podcast Will Kill You wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Lady to Lady. I'm Barbara Gray, and this is Lady to Lady. <laughs> Wait, I should come up with a joke. Shit, let me look at my Twitter. Hold on. Okay, I'm Barbara Gray, and imagine how boring Home Alone would have been if the McAllisters had guns. Right? Uh, this is a little bit of a different episode today. We decided to try something a little different because... Uh, our schedules were all a little crazy, and Brandy's been on the road, and, you know, it's fun to switch it up sometimes. So the format today is that we're each doing our own little segment. We're each doing about 20 minutes. Um, and, you know, I think Brandy interviewed a little old lady who ran the Cowgirl uh, History Museum. Something like that sounds pretty cool. I believe Tess is having Sean, her boyfriend, on hers. And I decided to record mine with um, my personal favorite person who I just, I can't get enough of this girl. Uh, I think about her all the time. She's, I don't know, she's just, you know, really special to me. And anyway, uh, her name is me. <laughs> oh, tricked ya. Okay. I am... <laughs> I was going to record this at some parties and stuff um, over the weekend. It's the 4th of July weekend right now. And you know what? I didn't do it because I forgot. So now it's just me talking alone in my living room for 20 minutes, feeling like a psychopath, which is probably not that different from usual. So maybe I know what you guys feel like now when you're listening to this alone and laughing. And now I'm talking alone and hoping that you're laughing at me. But I don't know. I don't have... I don't have, you know, Brandy and Tess here to to throw out the quips, y'all. It's just me, myself, and I. I gotta see if I can stand alone. It's two minutes in, so uh <laughs> I just, you know, I wanted to talk about Lady to Lady a little bit and how much it's meant to me. Um God, we've been doing it for a long time now. I think four years or something. That's insane. Let me pull this up and see how long we've been doing it. Uh, yeah, it's it's been a long ride, you know. It's so weird to think that we were just outside the Downtown Independent, which is a movie theater downtown, and there used to be a really great comedy show there called Holy Fuck, ran by Dave Ross and Jeff Wattenhofer, which are two of my favorite comics who I started with. And it's so weird to even say that because it's like now I've been doing stand-up for almost... Nah, oh, wait, almost eight years, and 
that's a long time, you know, that's, that's high school and college that I've been doing this and almost making money at it. So, you know, uh, anyway, that, that was a really fun and special show. And, um, one day we were standing outside of the show. Sorry, I'm trying to find the, <laughs> I'm trying to find it on, on iTunes to see when our first one was, um, Okay. Oh my God. We've done 185 episodes. You guys have listened to 185 hours of crap. I mean, of beautiful, stupid crap. Uh, November 13th, 2012. So yeah, uh, that's a long time. Almost, almost four years, y'all. That's crazy. Um, it took me a second cause I was like 2012, 2016. Okay. Four years. <laughs> So you guys have been basically, if you've been listening to this from the beginning, beginning, you've gone through high school with us now. I know you've definitely gone through high school with me because, um, you know, four years, especially in your late twenties, whatever, however old we are, who cares? I hate having to pretend that I'm younger than I am as though it makes me less valuable, but whatever. Um, you guys have been through a lot. If you've been listening to us through the, from the beginning, bless you. And I've gone through a lot on the podcast, you know, a, a lot of crazy days and then, and then a serious relationship. And now I'm <laughs> crazy again. And you guys will get to hear some of those stories. I'm sure next time me and Brandy and Tess hang out, uh, it would be really weird if I decided, I mean, it wouldn't be weird if I decided to talk about them now, but I guess they're also not that crazy. It's just like, you know, get, just getting out there. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but yeah, if you've if you've been listening to all of these, I just want to say thank you to everyone who's listened. Thank you to everyone who's reached out. You know, it's kind of easy to forget. I forget even that I have a podcast that that we put our voices down for an hour every week, you know, for people to listen to because um it's just hanging out with my friends. You know, it's hanging out with my friends, getting to know another incredible woman. And the power of, of funny women and the friendship of women is so intense and so healing. And, uh, I have been able to realize that I think we've, we've reached a lot of people who really need that in their life. And, you know, obviously you can have it with your friends or we, we do have some people who've written to us who have moved from their friend group or, you know, we had a woman who works on a fucking like oil drill in the middle of nowhere and she's the only woman, you know, and we were able to be the, the female voices that she got to listen to every week. And, um, that's, uh, you know, that's a really important thing. And I feel really (laughs) hashtag blessed to bring that into anyone's life to make anyone feel, you know, a little bit happier and lighter and, uh, like, I don't know, like they got some pals just fucking around. So, I just want to say thank you for listening and for reaching out and for coming to our shows, you know, whenever we go on the road. And I know Brandy goes on the road a little bit more than me and Tess do. And um, she's always got amazing fans coming to the shows. And that is huge for us, you guys. If you, I mean, you know, that's the thing. We don't we don't make a ton of money off this. We have the donations and stuff, uh, which you can always donate at any time at MaximumFun.org slash donate. <laughs> But, you know, it's not like we make a living by any means off of this. We've donated a lot of our time, and it's so we 
can build fan bases for, you know, our stand-up and for our careers because that's what's really important. You know, we, we want to make Lady to Lady into a TV show. We, we want to do so much stuff with this, you know. We want to have the Magic Mike pilgrimage every year, which is going to be coming up next year and is going to be insane. I can't wait. Um, can't wait to meet a bunch of you guys and get drunk and look at abs. It'll be so fun. So, I don't know. I'm just kind of rambling, obviously, because I'm by myself, and that is what is going on. And uh, I wanted to read one email that we got from a listener that really, uh, really tugged at the heartstrings. So, let me pull it up here. Oh, and before I forget, I know I was talking about the origins of Lady to Lady earlier. Yeah, we were standing outside the downtown independent, and I don't know why, but someone said you know, L2L, and I I don't remember what they were trying to say, but I was like, oh, do you mean lady to lady? And I kind of thought like, oh, like man to man, and uh, that was just kind of the idea. It was like, oh, lady to lady, that would be a fun, weird talk show. And I was thinking like The View, but, you know, a little raunchier and uh, funny. <laughs> and so, yeah, I brought, you know, Tess and Brandy, came to mind and we started doing the live show and then we just did start doing the podcast to get more audiences for the live show. Now the podcast is the main deal. So shout out to, uh, the downtown independent and to moments where, you know, that these tiny, these tiny little ideas that then turn into this incredible thing that you've been doing for four years, you know, just because someone said L2L outside a show downtown now this has been happening for four years it's just so crazy and I gotta give my myself credit because I get mad at myself a lot for not following through on anything and thank god I followed through on this uh I, I can at least be grateful for that because you know I get a lot of ideas and I don't follow through on most of them so anyway so this is an email from a listener named Nina and you might remember her she wrote to us a while back I don't remember which episode it was but she says, this is Nina from Austin. I wrote y'all a while back regarding a few questions I had about changing my career to full-time Pilates instructor and how to go about in the freelancing world. And I think we kind of told her to just go for it. You know, she was going to regret it if she didn't. Gave her a little bit of advice on how to do it. So this is her update. She says, well, I did it. I took the leap and I've never, ever in my entire life been this happy. It was the scariest thing I've probably ever done. Since last writing in, I've received my 200-hour yoga teacher certification as well as my bar certification. I teach around 17 classes a week. That's fucking nuts. Her, what, her body must be crazy. Okay, anyway, sorry. 17 classes a week, including Pilates, yoga, bar, plyo, and a new method called transform. With it, okay, sure. This life seems so far, this life, okay, let's, <laughs> Barbara, get it together. This life seemed so far away when I first wrote in, and I have to say that I listened to that advice over and over again. I made a plan A, a plan B, a plan C, and I kept my goals in front of me. I just wanted to take a moment to say thank you for motivating me and always be, being so genuine with all of your advice. Y'all are tru truly an amazing little support system to all of your listeners. Oh, God, I'm going to start crying. Fuck. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> okay. Mm. I am now saving towards a five-year plan to open up my own studio, slowly but surely. I lined up some other ways to earn income as well. I do social media marketing for a couple studios here in Austin, as well as in Miami and even L.A. 
This keeps me help. This helps keep a little income rolling in, and allows me to work flexibly, flexibly and remotely. So maybe that can help someone else looking to take the same route I did career-wise. Thank you so much, ladies. As always, thank you for the laughs. <laughs> God, I really, I really start crying. As always, thank you for the laughs and the sense of community you've created for all them bad bitches out there. Much love, Nina. Wow, okay. Well, <laughs> there we go. Um, it's so, yeah, obviously it's very rewarding to know that that we've actually, could actually make any kind of a change in someone's life, you know. <laughs> I think I feel like a very selfish person and maybe we all do, you know, um, because it is, it is weird, you know, when someone writes you an email asking for advice, of course we realize they're a real person and it, this is a real problem, but, you know, it, it's hard to relate when, when it's just an email and, uh, knowing that we positively affected someone's life so much and that they were able to, you know, go towards their dreams and their goals is, uh, extremely rewarding so thank you so much Nina for writing to us and letting us know thank you to everybody who's written in and I'm sorry if sometimes we don't get back you know we get a lot of emails and we're still I think a little more disorganized than we'd like to be um but that being said uh yeah we we really appreciate when you guys write to us and tell us what's going on and update us and God, just what, a, it's so cool that she went for it and she did it and, um, she set her goals and she accomplished them. And uh, being someone who I finally, you know, I just, uh, hit a goal myself of, of a, you know, a weight loss goal that I've been looking for and not that that should be, you know, everyone's goals by any means. I feel like everyone is different and I just, it was something that I wanted to do, to do for myself and finally was able to, and it does, it is really empowering to finally, uh, to finally do, make the change that you have wanted for so long, you know, it's so scary, it's so daunting, but when you do it, and when you go with your gut, and like, say, because that was the thing for me, is that I was, I was miserable because I had just started and stopped and failed so many times, and just being able to know that I had the strength to do it and to follow through and to do the thing that in my gut I felt that I wanted, it, it was very empowering. So I'm just so happy uh, that, that Nina went for it. And I feel very lucky to be living out, you know, so cheesy. Sorry, this, sorry, this got so cheesy, but I, I, sometimes I like, I want to try and get cheesy on the podcast, but it's a little harder when there's other people there, you know? So I think that's why I kind of wanted to do that for mine and just like, just let's, I'm just going to cry. You know what? I'm going to be honest and open with you guys because it's a little bit easier doing it alone than it is with, uh, with everyone else there. But I feel extremely lucky to, be following my my dreams and you know every day is not amazing by any means it's a really really hard career and you question yourself all the time if you made the right choice but then you don't all you know it's like you question yourself half the time but then the other half of the time is incredible and I'm in you know Peter Pan world where everyone is still a kid and still exploring and enjoying themselves and um I feel extremely lucky to do that extremely lucky to have the team of 
uh, David and Brandy and Tess because, I mean, what incredible people. I, I feel so lucky that David came on board right away. You know, we would not be anything without him. He has just really, really taken care of us in such a sweet way. And um, you guys know how amazing Brandy and Tess are. They're, they're so different and uh, they're so, so brilliant it blows my mind all the time. I feel like a, I feel like such an idiot compared to them. And, uh, they just make me, they make me better, but they also accept me for who I am. And that's been a big lesson of the last four years of my life is, you know, I think getting into your thirties is time when you start kind of figuring out who you really are. And, uh, I fought it, I think a little bit, but then once you start doing it, you're like, Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I'm not a total piece of shit. I'm okay. Um, so I think for the end of this, uh, it's, you know, we're, I got a few more minutes left. I really did not expect to start crying. And so <laughs> I'm sorry, but I haven't been to therapy in two weeks. So you know what? Deal with it, you guys. Okay. Um, still haven't told my therapist. She looks just like me. Sorry. I'm walking up. I, I'm sure David's going to be annoyed with this <laughs> sound because I'm kind of wandering around my house now, but you know what? It's, it's exciting. It's a mobile podcast. I just wanted to like read. I should have looked. Hold on. I'm going to, I'm going to read you guys a diary entry, but let me find a good one. Okay. Sorry. I was trying to find a journal entry, but they were all kind of, God, it's just, it's all about boys. I have not changed very much. Everyone. It's just all about which boy, when, and what's going on with who. And, uh, yeah, that is how I've decided to spend most of my time now into, you know, 32 years on this earth. And, uh, I've spent it with gentlemen. So feeling a little bit weird about that, to be honest right now, just because I could have, I don't know, read a fucking book, but whatever. All right. This is my best friend, Emily from back home in Salt Lake. She gave me, you know, best friends. You write notes back and forth to each other, obviously. And we wrote a ton of them because we were nerds and we loved talking to each other. And we adopted lots of, lots of uh, characters, lots of personas for these notes. So this is a note that I wrote to her. Um, and I think that I was the first female player in the NBA in this, I'm pretty sure was my character. Well, I, I signed it Elwood Blues from Blues Brothers. Okay, I don't know. Anyway, I'm just going to read. This was an in-character note. This was the kind of stuff I would do. And I wrote to her, Obi-Wan slash Mrs. Cusack, because she was Obi-Wan, and also she was married to John Cusack, obviously. This is not going to be very exciting, by the way, for any of you guys to listen to, unless you're my best friend, Emily. So shout out to Emily if you're listening to this. I know how it is with all those jealous women screaming at your husband all the time. It happens to me often. Sorry I haven't written lady, but lately, but with all my husbands, it's hard to keep up with social issues. I divorced that rude, annoying Ryan fellow. He can disco, but he can't tango for his life. I heard he went to work on another Saturday Night Fever with John Travolta. Should be a flop. I don't know what is going on there. So to compensate for that, I just married Steve Buscemi a few days ago. Plus, I am now allowed to be in the guy's locker room so they don't have to make an all-new girls locker room for I, the first female player in the NBA. 
<laughs> My first time in there was yesterday. And by the looks, I'm going to at least marry Stockton, Anderson, and Russell, if not more. <laughs> okay, those are all players from the Jazz from like 1998. <laughs> ah, oh, boy. Um, sigh. It's a hard life. As for your problem, I think you should stage Johnny's death, I think John Cusack, and then you'll have him all to yourself, unless, of course, he ever meets me. Oh my god, I'm such a bitch. Oh no. <laughs> Plus, my pet Tauntaun's been in heat lately. I don't... Okay, a Tauntaun is a Star Wars character. I was also a Star Wars nerd. I don't know what that means if I've... I don't, I don't mean I've been fucking the Tauntaun. <laughs> This is so embarrassing. Why did I choose this? Okay. Well, my Howard is calling for me again. Must want me to go over these plays with him. Oh, God. Okay, that was Howard Isley, who was the backup point guard for uh, John Stockton on the Utah Jazz. And apparently I was going over plays with him in basketball. Okay. PPS, Papa Bully is being held hostage. I demand 2,000 Corellian credits. And P.S. Nick Carter sucks. Well, everyone, that's me in a nutshell, right? I talk about myself, I cry, I think about boys, and then I read a bunch of weird shit. So I hope you guys have enjoyed this. Uh, we really love you. Thank you so much. If you ever have lady problems, write to us at ladytolady at maximumfun.org. Bye-bye. <laughs>
in our Old West Museum. Yeah. You know, and they knew that their great grandmas and grandmas did an awful lot of hard work. And yeah. Ne- nothing about them. Of course, of course know, not. And, never. No. <laughs> and so they decided, and they, it took them six years to. They had little luncheons, and they'd save all their pennies. They finally had enough in '01 to open part of this, and it was much smaller, and we were across the street. Okay. Yeah. And so they just. And there was a, a gentleman in town named Tom Harrower who is just a, a collector. You just, I mean, warehouses. And a lot of this is on loan from him. Got it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Awesome. Great. Specifically to be in this museum, you know. And so we just, little at a time, we just kept adding things and adding things. And then we got to the point we had a lot. So, and next door became available. So, what, and our gift store was up in front. And so we moved the whole gift store next door. And okay. this all became a museum. And, you know, through grants that we wrote to UP Railroad, and they are so good to us. Yeah. I, yeah. And in this theater, is, mm-hmm. that's how we got it. Na- Nancy Prosser and I, I mean, we laid the linoleum, we did, mm. we painted, we did the curtain, everything. But, you know, wow. we do everything on a shoestring because we just have no money. Yeah. But, you know, we don't want to have to ever charge for this. That, yeah. that is our goal. Yeah, you want people to be yeah. able to come in all the time. But what I was going to tell you about the women in 95, mm-hmm. you know, they decided they wanted to have a Cal Girl of the West group, mm-hmm. you know, club. And so they knew they needed bylaws. Okay. And so they had one of the gals was good friends with the mother of a young attorney in town. So he wrote up the bylaws. And so they just started gaining membership and gaining membership. And then we're about 200 strong today. Wow. And that young attorney mm-hmm. is our governor, Matt Mead. Oh, now. <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, they're a ranching family. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that that just that adds to the. I was reading over there about how I I didn't realize that Wyoming is the equality state. Oh yeah. Oh, I, have you seen this down at the end of the block? Look, let look. me show you this. I won't take it at the end of the block. You can do that for yourself. But down at the end of the block. Mm-hmm. Oh, here it is. See, now this is the wig store right here. And you'll okay. see all the wigs. Okay. And then right there is the plaque. So just take this. Okay. And what is that a plaque for? Oh, it, it, that is exactly where it was signed. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, in 1869. Wow. That women got vote. Wow. Mm-hmm. And Wyoming was the first state to do the that. The first state, second was Colorado, and then Utah. So it was all the western states that came in first. first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it makes sense because it's like, I guess... Your wife couldn't be just a, a pretty little thing if you moved no, out here because no, no, you. No, yeah, the <laughs> was women like getting... that came here were settlers. You know, yeah, they were settlers, and they were homesteaders. A lot of them had their own, you know, mm-hmm. acre um, or six forty. You know, their yeah parcel. Yeah, Eliza Swain was the mm-hmm. first first woman to vote mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. so cool that the governor helped found this museum, uh-huh. and then uh-huh. this is right down the street from them. That's so yeah. that's so yeah. cool. Do you what is what's your favorite part of the museum? Do you have like one place that you kind of gravitate to whenever you come here? Fox Hastings is my hero. <laughs> she's just she is just a cowgirl that it just she she just uh, she's just, I love her. You yeah, know? Well, yeah. Can you tell me about Fox? Oh yeah, she she left home. She lived in California. Mm-hmm. I want to say up by Galt in that area bet- be- between Stockton maybe. Stockton area. Yeah, in Stockton area. And she left home when she was 14. And yeah. she married a cowboy. And mm-hmm. he was a steer wrestler, and he taught her how to do it. Yeah. And she was just invincible. You know, she steer wrestled. She, 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 I think she did bulls, too. She wow. just, you know, and she rode the circuit was with him. And this is, mm-hmm. you know, in the 20s. Yeah. And, um... Something happened. He passed away. I think he got injured. He passed away. And she 
killed herself in a, all by herself in an Arizona apartment, in a hotel. Oh, my gosh. I know. Yeah, <laughs> oh, just, yeah. but, but come here. Yeah. I'm sh- I'm oh, no, show, please, tell me. I want to show you a picture of her. Yeah, I want to see but it. This is what just captured my heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So enjoy. This is her. But this is this is the picture I left. Oh. See, she is steer wrestled in the mud. If you, I have a big picture at home in the mud. Yeah. Because you can see it all over her hands and uh-huh. stuff. And she knew there was a cameraman here. Mm-hmm. She got that steer yeah. down in the ground, and she still has enough. Got the hands to pose. Yeah. A smile on her yeah. face. Yeah. See, this is her husband. Oh, they're a good couple. That's yeah. beautiful. I, yeah. love, I love that. But I did. I just really. I just admire her so much. She had a tough yeah. life, but she just. Um, she's just oh. a great cowgirl. Just went out, man. The nerve to get to do that at fourteen is just. What were you doing at fourteen? Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Are you? Are you a rodeo gal? Have no, you... no. I mean, okay. I love rodeo, but I've never done it. Oh, okay. No, no. So all of the artifacts were are on loan from somebody. Yeah, most of them. A couple of them are pickers brought in. Tom is, he's a picker too. The guy who collects everything. Got it. Yeah, and yeah, you know, my husband and I bought a few things to mm-hmm. to put here, like the sewing machine and a little high chair up there. You're from LA. Yeah. You ever heard of Alhambra? Oh, yeah. we, we know Alhambra, yeah. That's where I grew up. Oh, really? You're from Alhambra? <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I live in Eagle Rock, which is based. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, we're basically neighbors. <laughs> What's your favorite part of the museum? <laughs> people. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just talking to people. Uh-huh. And, yeah. Because people come from, especially during frontier days, but all summer, mm-hmm. all over the country, all over the world. Yeah. And this, it's getting to be known more and more. So. Yeah. Who did all the write-ups? Well, I'll show you then. Oh. <laughs> um, um, this is fantastic. Six or seven years ago, a gentleman, he had been a, um, at the visitor centers. He, mm-hmm. he had been worked there. He's from the East Coast. He, okay. You know, he's retired Air Force, came mm-hmm. here, but loved the West, always loved the West. Yeah. And he, he um, it was during a period of time that he didn't have a job. He came in and he said, and I said, let's give you a try, you know. Yeah. And he just... Loved this place, and he wrote, you know, did a lot of investigation. A lot of he loved history, women's yeah. history, just Western history. Yeah, did a lot of this. Mm-hmm. And he passed away last summer unexpectedly. Oh, no. Yeah, so he's our proprietor forever. Oh, yeah. he looks he looks amazing. He's got oh, like he was hilarious. he was something. <laughs> you know, he he. I, we were here last summer. He and I was in here, uh-huh. and all of a sudden, his his eyes. Perked up and his ears perked up. And I said, "What?" And he said, "Come on outside." So we went outside, and yeah. he could hear. I don't know if you've seen the the horses that pull the wagons. Oh yeah, we just saw one outside. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, I mean, his ears were so in tune to that. And you'd go out there, mm-hmm. and when the wagon would go by, he'd wave at him. And he said, "Fifty percent of those people will come back here." Oh. Because they saw him, you know, and he looked oh, yeah. so unusual. He looked like that every day. Oh yeah, he has yeah. like fringe jacket, uh-huh. long uh-huh. hair, big old mustache, mm-hmm. and a hat. That's you know, great. when he first started for us, he wore that, and I said, "Ben, I just love it." And he says, "You know, people from New York City don't want to come in here and see us in Eddie Bauer, you know, chinos mm-hmm. and a blue shirt." It's true, you know. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you that's dress it up. yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. What a good guy. He was. He really was. <laughs> Do you ever get back to California? 
Yeah, in fact, we'll be going back in um, October. Well, okay. we, go, we go. We have children no. there. Yeah. Yeah, we have oh, two okay. kids there and grandkids and my two sisters and brother. Gotcha. <clears throat> you know I'll tell you a real quick mm-hmm. love story. I would love to hear a quick my, love story. My brother uh-huh. was in Second World War. Okay. And he was stationed in England, and he and three other guys got a four-day pass. So they went to Scotland. Mm-hmm. They went into a little town, and there was an ice skating rink. Mm-hmm. And they went ice skating, and there was this little redhead skating around, and she fell down, and her legs flew up. And of course, in those days, you, they, you know, you, women didn't wear pants. Yeah. <laughs> so she was so embarrassed. My brother went over and helped her up. Yeah. She was so embarrassed, she left. Oh. The next day, they were in Glasgow, which is the, the capital. Mm-hmm. They went into a restaurant, and that little redhead was their waitress. Mm. Last year, they celebrated their 70th wedding that's anniversary. That's the sweetest thing ever. Oh, that's so <laughs> my, cute. <laughs> my niece took them down to Long Beach Harbor mm-hmm. for lunch mm-hmm. on the Queen Mary mm. because my sister-in-law came from England on the Queen Mary after the war. Oh, wow. So, that's too charming. I can't. Do that. <laughs> That's amazing. And she still has an accent. Yeah. And, and, yeah. And the end of that pale Scottish. And, mm-hmm. and I keep saying, skin. Kathy, write that story up and send it to Reader's Digest or something. Yeah. She said, well, there were 70,000 of us war brides. I said, yeah, but there, none of them had the story you guys had. Let's see. <laughs> Did you tell them about Frontier Days and the float? You have a float? Oh, yeah. Where's your paper? Not. I don't think it's on that one. We, okay. There's four floats during Frontier Days. Okay. And this is our old farm truck. Oh, cool. Ton and a half farm truck. That's me. Oh, I'm in nice. charge of the float. Yeah, we oh. get a bunch of us on there. Or, and we just, yeah, the one. Mm-hmm, and we just yeehaw from one end to the oh, other. Yeah, that looks like yeah, so much fun. Yeah, it is oh, fun. That's great. It is. We're <laughs> a good time. Hi, Where folks. From? from Pensacola? Wow. Well, welcome wow. to Cowgirls. <laughs> Oh, that's so fun. Top old red. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Do you um, you guys throw anything off? Or? We can't. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Gotcha. That's cool. Lasso anybody that gets too close. Well, we have a friend who wants to, but I don't, she has a bullwhip, but I don't think we really need that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We used to have, we used to put saddles on, on the... Oh, on the rails? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, it got a little, she got on it and almost broke. Oh, geez. Fell on the foot, yeah. We get wild. Uh-huh. It's fun. That sounds like it. Yeah, That's it awesome. Is. Are you in this picture too? No. No. Okay, you're still in the back. That was, that was, cool. uh, yeah, that was a while ago. Cowgirls, the brunch and fashion show. Uh-huh, that yeah. <laughs> I love that. Is the the red and black? Um, That's our colors. Oh, yeah. gotcha. Uh-huh. That's awesome. You guys really sticking it to the Red Hat Club. <laughs> well, we don't. <laughs> a Western to, version sure. of it. <laughs> Red Hat Club in Cheyenne. Oh, okay. Yeah. We do have a couple of members that are that commingle. Oh, okay. I didn't know if you guys like spotted each other from across the street. Oh, no, no. <laughs> Your hats. No animosity. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Well, thank you so much, Pam. Thank you. I really appreciate really it. Really nice to meet yeah. you. Thank you so much, too. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Well, we'll maybe I'll see you guys in California, or yeah. I'll see you here the next time I come you back through. Yeah, it's so great to meet you. Take a deep breath of smog. Oh, I will. I will. You know, <laughs> we're trying to get all the oxygen I can. Yeah, yeah while I'm out, just getting it refilling. I'm sure it's not as bad as it used to be. All right, y'all have, have a good a one. Day. Oh, yeah. Thank you. 
Uh, and then the second place that we're going to cut to is a weird museum in, um, well, museum's a strong word. Uh, it's an animatronic robot town uh, <laughs> in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, um, that is run by a very gruff man whose father was a history teacher in South Dakota and built this weird animatronic ghost town in the 50s. And um, you kind of hear him walking us around to a couple of weird exhibits. I hope it makes sense to you because it was so fun and so weird to be there. The three things that he shows us, the first thing is um, just like a, a couple of robots like tanning hides to make moccasins. The second thing is a giant gorilla playing a piano with a cowboy hat that fell off its back. There's photos on my Instagram. Follow me on Instagram. <laughs> and the third thing is a, uh, a good old cowboy shootout. These are all dusty, dusty robots. Um, also, half of their faces look like John Wayne because that's the only mold for a face that he still has. Um, so these are two very different museums, but... I just wanted to give you guys a little bit of a taste of what I've been doing um, for the last six weeks on the road. Do you want to do these not here take quarters? You don't need any quarters up there. These guys tell you about leather repair and footwear in the Pioneer Day. The first time the Pioneer people was considerably different from the footwear that we use today. One interesting point in regard to boots and shoes is... But not until recent times did the idea of a right and left shoe develop. The footwear of pioneer people was interchangeable. The shoe pack could be worn on either foot. part of the country according uh -huh. to the sign over here he created dakota territory and the homestead act where anybody could get 163 acres of land but they had to live there and farm on it for at least five years mm -hmm. which brings us to this photograph after the homestead act that then barbed wire was invented everybody wanted to fence off their 160 acres and the cowboys would drive their cattle across the country to get them to the railroad to ship them back east mm -hmm. and barbed wire put an end to the cowboy way of life and these guys are cowboys and they're out cutting down everybody's barbed wire fences huh. mm -hmm. so it's kind of freaky looking with, with their faces covered up almost look like the clan yeah. this is freaky here this guy's dead and he, he was scalped <laughs> So anyways, then over here is a big, after we play the big saloon, you can head on up the trail, you go from building to building, some of them you listen to stories on speakers, some are stories you read, some you push a button. Well, there's a bad guy in here, Red Cassidy, and, and watch Red Cassidy shoot out the lights. No. Oh, 
wasn't, I didn't even see him over there. I know. You're distracting him with everything else. Huh. Didn't really pass the Betchel test, but... No. <laughs> no, not so much. <laughs> Welcome, everyone. This is Tess. I am uh, the third segment of this Lady Lady solo experiment. I'm here with the one, the only, the co-host of the Sports Gambling Podcast, uh, the head the head writer of Nickelodeon's Crash Leads, my boyfriend, Sean Green. Hello. Thanks for having <laughs> me on the program. Sean Green. Yes, I'm here. I'm <laughs> in my garage. This is the garage that we have together. <laughs> yes, this is where we record the sports gambling podcast, and you oh. guys. <clears throat> and we what? Lady to lady podcast. Yeah, here. this is the glam cave. That's what we call oh, it. Oh God! You knew that, right? No, I had no. <laughs> How would I know it's called the Glam Cave? You didn't know we called it the Glam Cave? No. Yeah. I never heard you refer to it as that. No. That's Lady to Lady HQ is the Glam Cave, a.k.a. where you're sitting right now. Yeah. There's a lot of Eagles stuff in the Glam Cave. Mm-hmm. It's a good mix, though, I think. Don't you? Yep. I don't know. I feel like the garage is like, yeah, it's a good mix of like, it looks like my studio apartment meets your garage. <laughs> In Burbank. Yep. So we are coming from a 4th of July party. Yep. An early 4th of July party. July 3rd. Yeah. It's the evening. It's almost July 4th now. 11.45 as we're recording this. Yeah. We both really like 4th of July. We both had to work all weekend, which is a bummer. Huge bummer. <laughs> Don't want to be working. Want to be enjoying the 4th of July. But... Been working, so that's right. Work. We're making the most of it. I'm happy that we both had to work this weekend. Yeah. All right. So what are we gonna do here? <laughs> so um, we're gonna we're gonna answer these questions. Okay. That supposedly, if you answer these questions on a first date, they make you fall in love. This okay. is from the New York Times. We both re- like the New York Times a lot. <laughs> Yes, we both we both endorse the New York Times. How do you feel about your crossword scores lately? Uh, I usually beat you, I'd say like 20 to 35% of the time. Yeah, I feel like you've been beating me more often. Sean and I compete in the crossword every morning. It's kind of our morning tradition. Yeah, it's the, we play the daily mini crossword puzzle mm-hmm. versus each other and then send each other our scores. Yeah. And um, you've gotten better because for a while I was much better than you. Yep. And like I was almost kind of happy when you would win because it like made it a game. But now <laughs> I'm legitimately like pissed when you beat me. <laughs> well, every time you win, you're like, I was due for a win, even though you win way more of the time. Yeah, I definitely still win more of the time. <laughs> I mean, I think that I'll, I hope that'll always be the case. But it's fun for us. Yep. Fun, fun couples activity, <laughs> playing crossword puzzles separately, and then comparing their time. Yeah, I like it. It's time. It's, it's a healthy level of competition for us. Okay, so these are questions from the New York Times. We can kind of, like, skip through them. We're supposed to, like, answer them. We'll skip through them. We don't. Have to, we can skip the ones we don't. Okay, but we'll just answer them in order. Okay. 
Given the choice of anyone in the world, whom would you want as a dinner guest? Okay, you can go. No, I asked it. I'll answer the next one that you ask first, but you, you answer this one. So we just ask each other random questions? No, these questions that we're asking right now. Okay, who would I want to have as a dinner guest? <laughs> yeah. Al Michaels. Who's that? Al Michaels is a world-renowned sports broadcaster. He hosted Monday Night Football. He's just a all-around good guy. <clears throat> He's got a lot of good stories. He was personally friends with OJ. And uh, he knows a lot of good restaurants in the Los Angeles area, so I think he'd be a good dinner guest. So you'd want to be his dinner guest because of the restaurant recommends or because of the sports stories? or Yeah, he just seems like a good guy to have at dinner. He's got a lot of cool, interesting stories. I like listening to him on podcasts. He has a soothing voice. So, yeah, I would say Al Michaels. When was his, like, heyday in sports? Well, it, you could argue it would be now. He does the Summer Olympics. He does Sunday Night Football, which is probably the one of the highest-rated TV programs. So... Yeah, he's probably in his prime now. Okay. Um, I would say probably, I'd have to probably say, I don't know, Lucille Ball. She's kind of my... Is it, she's alive? No, it could be anyone. I think, right? No, it says, give the choice of anyone in the world, whom would you want as a dinner guest? Oh, anyone in the world that's alive right now? No, that's what would be my assumption. Oh, okay. Um, In that case, shit. I guess Brittany. <laughs> At this point, I, I would just want to go hang out with Brittany. Really? Yeah. She doesn't seem that interesting to hang out with. I know, but at this point, it's kind of like my white whale. Like, I I actually think it would be interesting. I think it would be a really interesting conversation. Okay. I don't know. Um, Who else is alive right now? I don't know. Um, Anderson Cooper? <laughs> RuPaul. All right, so you have RuPaul. Yeah, I'll go with RuPaul. I always say RuPaul. Um, who else? Um, I don't know. Dolly Parton. Okay. Why Dolly Parton? <laughs> um, I don't know. I just like am always like curious about people like that. That seem to have like a really like good sense of morality but also are like wildly successful hmm. i didn't i never associated morality with dolly parton really yeah why do you so why do you have oh, that association because she talks about it all the time like her upbringing and like yeah i mean morality is like a big part of dolly parton she talks about like being raised poor and like what a good influence her mom was and like she's she was she was the first person like in slut shaming or to like speak out against slut shaming she she was like, yeah, there was a hooker in my town, and I just thought she was the most beautiful thing I'd ever seen. Like, she's very, like, progressive and cool. <laughs> Exciting. Exciting? Dolly Parton. Yeah. All right. Do we just go on to question number two? Yeah. Would you like to be famous in what way? Um. Yeah, I guess I'd like to be famous, sure. I'd like to be famous enough to, like... I don't know. The more, like, kind of, like, just free kind of cool shit I can get, the better, I guess. Like, I'd like to be able to, like, show up places and have free champagne be waiting there. And, like, get free upgrades and that kind of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I could get into that. 
I mean, yeah, like I kind of just like want to have a mansion with a bunch of rescue animals in it. <laughs> Can you steal that idea from Miley? Miley Cyrus. Yes, but also she stole it from me. Okay. <laughs> All right. What about you? Um yeah, I I I mean more so I like doing comedy. And yeah, I'd like to be on TV, but I don't necessarily want to be super famous. I'd like to be known as a comedy performer. Yeah, so just as a comedian. Yeah, as a comedian, maybe like, you know, sports show personality, but not I wouldn't want to be more famous than that. No. Does the idea of being super famous scare you? No, I'm sure I could figure it out. But... <laughs> Do you think you could? I don't think you could. You don't think I could figure out being famous? No, no, I don't think you could. Well, I don't know. I, <laughs> I think you myself... would freak you out. I could see myself getting annoyed at yeah. certain stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So... You get annoyed kind of easily. <laughs> <laughs> I do get annoyed at stuff, but yeah. So, no, I don't want to be super famous, but I would like to be successful enough to you know, kind of do the projects I want. So, famous in that sense, yes. Okay. What would constitute a perfect day for you? Hmm. A perfect day. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. Let's see. I wake up. Um, you make breakfast. Get the New York Times. Mm-hmm. Hang out with the dogs. And, uh, yeah, just lay around the house. Maybe have some sex. And then the Eagles win at the end of the day. That's a so. good game. That's a good day. Yeah. What kind of breakfast? Well, it would be sunny side up eggs, nice piece of homemade white bread with soft Irish butter on it, a uh, steak on the side of the eggs, and then uh, the hash browns that you do there. You shred them up and then make them extra crispy. And then on top of that, there'd be a little sriracha, a little ketchup, strong, strong pot of coffee, and then perhaps some sorbet for dessert. Oh, wow. Breakfast dessert. I did introduce that recently. Yep. Into the oeuvre. So what's your idea of a perfect day? Oh, my perfect day? Uh, Probably, like, wake up early, do yoga, come back, have sex, um, write for a little bit, go out to lunch with some of my friends, come back, hang out, read with you and the dogs. Watch a movie, eat, and go to sleep. <laughs> eat. See, you don't even know what you want to eat. This has been an ongoing battle in our relationship. Is that Tess yeah. likes to identify herself as a quote-unquote big eater. Or like, oh, I love food, but she's not a true eater I in know. any sense. I know. I've been having kind of like an idea. You've kind of like started to give me like an identity crisis lately. Because I, I think I always... In what world did you identify as an eater? <laughs> you I... don't eat. You're a vegetarian who eats healthy food and doesn't eat a lot of it. You're not... <sighs> nothing says eater. When I asked you what you had <laughs> for breakfast, you said coffee, and then you thought about getting a grapefruit, but you got rushed out the door. So that's nothing... No one who likes food would have that experience of forgetting to eat meals... <laughs> Not eating dinner, considering chips and salsa dinner, considering hummus a dinner. None of these are characteristics of people who are eaters. 
So it's an insult to people out there. There's people out there listening to this podcast who love food. They think about food when they wake up. They, they yeah, are, I'm the opposite. Are... Like, I love food, but you have to understand, Sean. Like, I it's not that right. I don't love food. I love food so much. Right. I just don't right. have that big of an appetite. Right. Exactly. You're it's... not. That's why you can't identify <laughs> as an eater. Everyone loves food because food exactly. is a thing exactly. that you need to survive. That'd be like saying, I love water. Exactly. It's... I love food. I love sex. I love sleep. Yeah, but you don't. Yeah, but I don't think you really love food because <laughs> people who love food indulge in it. I indulge in food. Again, no, you don't. <laughs> and that's the whole point of the story. You, if you were a real food person, you wouldn't forget about eating meals. People are listening to this podcast who have problems okay. with their weight are okay. probably really mad because they, there right. you go. Tess can't identify All as right. an eater. Ask a question. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a secret hunch about how you will die? Oh, um... I kind of have, like, a reoccurring nightmare about, like, being in a bad car accident. It's my worst fear. So that's your hunch is that I you guess. will die in a car accident? I guess. Or just, just, like, a reoccurring nightmare that I had kind of, like, when I was younger. Were there any specifics to the car accident? Uh, I was, like, in a tunnel. And I'm, like, trying to brake. Yeah. How about you? How do I think I'll die? Yeah. Uh, I'll probably die of cancer. I've had cancer twice, so I would assume I will just eventually get cancer again and die. That's my hunch. Do you really think that? Yeah. I mean, what else would I die of? Maybe heart failure, but probably cancer. Hmm. But maybe, like, yeah. I mean, life's not generally not that interesting that you would die in some horrific, crazy way. Statistically... I would probably die from cancer. Maybe I'll get lucky and die of congestive heart failure. Who knows? But it, it's usually heart disease or cancer that kills people. So I'm going to play the statistics and say I'll probably die of cancer. Because you're basic. Yes, I'm basic. And also I had cancer twice, so it seems like I would probably get cancer again and die. Why are you just looking at me? I mean, I'm honestly answering how that's how it when no, I think I about know. how I die, yeah. I think I'll probably get cancer again and die. <laughs> Why are you just staring at no, me? No, I'm just like thinking about that. So people who don't know my backstory, I had testicular cancer like four years ago and I had skin cancer when I was eighteen. So and no, neither were really that serious other than just getting cancer. But if I had to say how I would die, it would be from getting cancer. Because now you have that phobia, obviously. You come, like, so close to it. Right. But also, I mean, I'm sure just once you start getting cancer, you know, I probably have cancer stored in my body somewhere. And then eventually it will grow and take over my body and kill me. That's what I think. Mm, I hate probably... that you think that. Well, how else? Uh, I mean... Maybe I'll die on a motorcycle, but probably not. You're not, not. going to die not on a motorcycle. Into... You don't like motorcycles. Right. And I'm not into guns. Um, you know, there's a chance I just have a massive heart attack, but it, I'm saying statistically it'll probably be cancer. <laughs> Why does that bum you out that I say cancer? It seems like it's bumming you out. I'm sorry. 
I'll die falling off a cliff. I don't know. You won't die falling off a cliff. Oh, thanks. How do you think I'll die? How do I think you'll die? I don't want to answer that or think about that. Okay. I mean, do you want to think about how I'll die? No. Alright. <laughs> I mean, that's why I, like, I thought we were doing hypotheticals here. We are. Okay. Well, that's why when you were talking about having cancer, that's why I was looking at you like that, because I don't want to think about it. Oh, okay. Alright. Name three things you and your partner appear to have in common. This is the last question, by the way. Me? Yeah, no, we've gotten through like our segment. So this is three things that we each think we have in common with each other. Hmm. You go first. You want me to go first? Sure. No, I asked it, so you go first. Mm, I thought I asked you asked the last one. No, you you did. I'll go first if you want, but. All right, you can go first. Okay, so three things we have in common. Um, we both like Jameson on the rocks. Yes. <laughs> We're both outdoorsy. We both like being outside. Um, and we're both hardworking. Hmm. Okay. Well, we both like dogs. Yeah. We both like um, comedy. Yeah. And what's a good third one? Hmm. What do you think is like an unexpected one? I feel like dogs one? and comedy is expected. Those are expected? Yeah. I don't know. What's the surprise thing we both agree on? Um, Mostly people who are douchebags, but we can't really talk about that. Why? You can't out douchebags? <laughs> I thought that's what lady to lady's thing was, bullying people into admitting they're douchebags. We can't talk about douchebags. <laughs> what else? Well, I don't know. I don't know what people know about me to think what would be a surprise or not. All right. We both enjoy singing along to Hamilton. Oh, there we go. That's cool. You like Hamilton, right? Oh, uh, yeah, I do. I mean, it's a obviously a great piece of music or whatever it is, <laughs> musical. And yeah, it's, you know, I have an appreciation for good stuff. So, <laughs> Yeah, it's good. I mean, again, I don't want to get to the point that it's played so often that I lose interest. Yeah, you in say that, game. but I don't play it very often around you, very at all. Right. You've but heard then it maybe you'll go four times. These things, these couple days in a row, where you play it like nine times. Nine times, maybe. Yeah, maybe three or four times. Okay. Right. Okay. Before we close out, um, <laughs> how did you feel about the question about the falling in love questions? Do you think it made us fall in love more? <laughs> um, yes. Yes? <laughs> no, no. I mean, I don't know. I'm sure if you do all the questions. Are you supposed to do it on a first date? Yeah, you're supposed to do them on a first date. Yeah, I could see that would be a good icebreaker and would get you interested in the other person. Yeah. Okay. When did you realize you were in love with me? Well. <laughs> When did I realize I was in love with you? Hmm. Hmm. 
I think it was when I got uh yeah, when I got testicular cancer and you were there for me a lot and you were really helpful and yeah, it made me realize how much I loved you. Aw. Oh god. That's when I realized I loved you too. <laughs> <laughs> This is so gross. <laughs> is this what the podcast is about? <laughs> yeah. Can I call some people douchebags? Yeah. Hmm. Can we tell the story about... Uh, I would like... While well, I'm on the Lady to Lady podcast, I don't know when I'll get the chance to get right. But can we talk Wrap about... Wrap it up. Hurry up. Barbara and her uh, ex-boyfriend in the <laughs> canoe. <laughs> Would you like to say about Barb and James on the canoe? Okay. So she's not here to defend herself. But <laughs> I, so it's a little unfair to her. But I still think the story is worth telling. When we went all camping as a group, and it was me, Tess, uh, Barbara, Barbara's ex-boyfriend, James. And we went, and you know, everyone had a fun camping trip. And, you know, everyone... It's you know it's kind of like a romantic couples trip. Everyone's having fun, enjoying themselves, and then you go to the rent. I don't know if it was a romantic couples trip. It was like a friends trip. Okay, friends trip. I don't know if it was Again, a romantic they, couples trip. Well, if you want to shit on the story, that's fine. I'm trying to paint a picture <laughs> to create contrast for the payoff here. But okay. anyway, go ahead. <laughs> Got it. We go to rent. Canoes from the rental place. We're staying on a lake. We're camping. And you and I got a canoe. And they're like, okay, you two are clearly a couple. You'd like one canoe so that you can you share the canoe. You canoe together. And now that is probably – that's also a great couple's experience, first date thing. And then when James and uh, Barbara came up to rent the canoes, (laughs) they asked if you want one canoe or two. And they both at the same time yelled, two canoes. Emphatically and and completely independently. (laughs) There was no consideration whether, like, to even the notion that they would share the canoe and work (laughs) together as a couple. And really, I I think I enjoyed those those questions, but I I think the real test or what really makes you fall in love is doing a canoe together. It's the ultimate ultimate bond. I don't know about that because we've gotten pissy with each other in a canoe. I have to say. Yeah, but that's part of a relationship. You yeah. hit you hit waves on the lake just like you hit in the relationship and I then guess. you you sort it out and you work yeah. together as a team. All right. All right. <laughs> okay. I love you. Let's go to bed. <laughs> Great. Can I promote uh sports gambling podcast? Yeah. Please check out sportsgamblingpodcast.com. And Crash Leads every night, 7 p.m. on Nickelodeon. So if you have a uh, son or daughter, it's a great uh, program, fun for the whole family. Take care. Watch Sean's show if you have kids. Uh, If you like to bet on sports, again, listen to his sports gambling podcast. Okay, we'll see you guys next week. Love ya. Mean it. Bye. Can't get enough of us? Subscribe to our Patreon for exclusive bonus content, access to our first 100 episodes, and more. Go to patreon.com slash lady to lady now to sign up. As little as a dollar a month keeps a roof over the glam cave and keeps you laughing, even when your coworkers stare. That's patreon.com slash lady to lady. And don't forget to follow us on social media. We're on Twitter and Instagram at lady to lady comedy. 
Join our Facebook group, Lady to Lady Podcasts, to chat with other fans about episodes or even post your own lady problems. Check out our website, ladytoladycomedy.com, for show notes, videos, and merch. And duh, follow our individual accounts, Babs Gray, Brandazzle, and Testify Barker for jokes and info and where you can see us perform live. And if you want to send us snacks, stickers, or a lock of your own hair, I don't know, whatever, our P.O. Box is 412-794-Los Angeles, California, 90041. And please, leave us a review on iTunes, but only if you like us. We love you. We love you. Bye. 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 Bye.